What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's May 9th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kotnor is out today. Our top story today, Russian President Vladimir Putin recently wrapped up a speech in Moscow's Red Square to mark the 77th anniversary of victory over Nazi Germany. In the lead-up to the speech, many American national security experts speculated about what major announcement Putin would put in the speech given how poorly the war in Ukraine has gone for Russia. It turns out that there was no announcement of an escalation of military action, nor a general mobilization, but the same tired tropes of NATO aggression and trying to tie Ukraine to the Nazis of the past. Ukraine said on Saturday that all women, children, and elderly civilians were evacuated from the Azovstal steel plant in the destroyed port city of Mariupol where Ukrainian forces are holding out against Russian troops. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky said in a late-night address on Saturday that more than 300 civilians had been rescued from the Azovstal plant. He said authorities would now focus on evacuating the wounded and medics and helping residents elsewhere in Mariupol and surrounding settlements to safety. At a virtual summit of leaders of the G7 held yesterday, the U.S. unveiled a new layer of sanctions on Russia, targeting services, Russia's propaganda machine, and its defense industry. The new sanctions include a ban on sales of U.S. services to Russia, like accounting and management consulting, no more U.S. advertising or sales broadcast equipment to three Kremlin-controlled television stations, technology export bans including industrial engines, bulldozers, and other items that could be used by Russian defense factories, and visa restrictions on another 2,600 Russian and Belarusian individuals, including military officers and executives, from Spare Bank and Gazprom Bank. There were a number of notable visits to Ukraine over the weekend, including a surprise trip by First Lady Jill Biden, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the Croatian Prime Minister Andrzej Plinkovic, and the President of the German Bundestag, Berbel Bass. Visits to Ukraine from foreign dignitaries have increased following the shift of the war away from Kyiv and are largely seen as an act of solidarity. Elsewhere, the people of the Philippines are headed to the polls today in a hotly contested election where democracy itself could hang in the balance. The leading candidate, Ferdinand Marcos Jr., also known as Bongbong Marcos, is the son of the late dictator of the Philippines, whose regime lasted 21 years before being overthrown by the People's Power Revolution in 1986. Bongbong's main rival is the current vice president, Lenny Rabrudo, a former human rights lawyer. The current president, Rodrigo Duterte, 
who is primarily known for his brutal crackdown on drugs and crime and his bellicose rhetoric, is term-limited out. If Rob Rito wins, you can expect to see a rollback of the harsh tactics of the Duterte administration. And if Marcos wins, you can expect a further erosion of democracy across the islands. Results should be finalized in the coming days. Sinn Féin will be the largest party in the Northern Ireland Assembly for the first time, pushing the Democratic Unionist Party into second place. While Sinn Féin can put in place the first minister, they cannot take up the office unless the Democratic Unionist Party, the biggest party from the Unionist bloc, agrees to nominate a deputy first minister. Its leader, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson, has not yet made a decision on whether the party will do that. On Saturday, Donaldson said his party would respect the result of the election, however, there needed to be changes made to the Northern Ireland Protocol, which imposed border checkpoints between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK as part of the Brexit deal to prevent a hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Lots of government turnover news as now we turn to Costa Rica, which has just inaugurated its new president, Rodrigo Chavez. Chavez noted a variety of issues facing the country in his first speech as president, including the high cost of living, crime, drug trafficking, and long lines at social security offices. However, he faces an uphill battle to fix these problems as his party has only 10 of the 57 seats in Costa Rica's legislature. The European Central Bank may have to raise interest rates up to three times this year to combat higher inflation. ECB Governing Council member Robert Holzman said in an interview with an Austrian newspaper, quote, I think it would be appropriate to take at least two or even three steps, Holzman said in reference to rising interest rates. These could be smaller ones, like 0.25 percentage points each. If this were to happen by December, it would have the effect that by 2023, the deposit rates for banks, which are now minus 0.5%, would be in positive territory, said Holzman, who is also the head of Austria's central bank. The European Union's financial union has been severely tested over recent years, suffering from anemic growth following the debt crisis of 2009, COVID-19, and now the war in Ukraine. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad met with Iranian leaders in Tehran on Sunday, Iranian and Syrian media reported, marking his second trip to the major wartime ally since Syria's civil war erupted in 2011. Tehran has given the Syrian government billions of dollars in aid and sent Iran-backed fighters to battle alongside his forces, assistance that, along with Russian air power, has helped turn the tide of the war in Assad's favor. In lighter news, over the weekend, the latest hero in Ukraine's fight was given an award for dedicated service. The Patriot detected more than 200 explosives preventing their detonation since the start of the war. I am, of course, talking about Patron the Dog, who barked and wagged his tail upon receiving the award. A leaked transcript of the debate of the awards committee read, Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? That's all the news we have for you today. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend's bonus brief featured an interview I did with Paul Massaro, an expert on corruptions and sanctions policy who currently works at the Helsinki Commission. Thanks to our new members, like Mike from Washington, and our longtime members, like Virginia from Texas, for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.